This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Rachel's Toolbox, our sex segment. Our sex toy segment where I review sex toys and I've been... You've been doing it on my own. Yeah. And we recently have had the graciousness of the pleasure chest to stuff Rachel's toolbox full of fun new things that I get to review. You got stuffed hard. I got stuffed hard by the pleasure chest, which has been my dream since the second I moved out to LA. That, well, first off, the store is amazing. Amazing store, amazing people that work there, amazing focus and point of view, sex positive, very inclusive. I love it. We love the pleasure chest. And they sent us a bunch of toys and so much lube. The amount of lube, like, you could truly feed a village. A hundred percent. You could, with this amount of lube, you could slide down every slip and slide in North America. Absolutely. With ease. With ease. They would even say, this is too slippery. I, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. That is enough lube for an entire lifetime. I think you're right. It, for I, maybe both of our it might sex be for life, both of ours because I know you wouldn't take that much. I wouldn't take that much because I truly do still have the, the wettest lube. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm don't. Sorry, I do truly have the juiciest <laughs> pussy. Absolutely. <laughs> I just don't need it. I, I at this current moment in time. Yeah, you're not a you're not out there lubing a lot. I don't need lube right now. Right, you're but Tammy no lube. I'm Tammy no lube, but give me a summer or two. Yeah, who knows? I might be dry as the Sahara. <laughs> So we did, we got a t- so much lube, we don't know okay. what to do with the it. The point is, one toy that I was like, I got it. I understand how this toy works. I am a professional sex toy reviewer. Yeah. It doesn't phase me. I understand. It's a vibrating dildo. But you plugged it in while at my house. While we were recording. And you I was were- like, well, I want to get her warmed up because I'm very excited I'm going to use her tonight. And if you want to see uh, us unveiling these sex toys, and if you want to see what they look like, and us finding out <laughs> what this sex toy is... <laughs> That'll be on Patreon tomorrow. I'll tell you what, Mackenzie. When it when turned I on. When I turned that toy on, the shock <laughs> from both of us in our hearts and eyes <laughs> was like as if there was an earthquake. I never saw that coming. Same. And I've seen like, we've all seen how toys can work and move. We've all seen the rabbit. Yes. I've even seen like ones that look a little bit like genie in the bottle, right? A yeah. little bringing it around town, if you will. The old swivel swivel. Yeah. This is not what I thought it would be at all. At all. This is a sex toy that in my wildest dreams I could have never imagined. I, and I was like, oh, this part's so fun. It's like soft yeah. and it kind of moves. Well, because, and I think what should have been the di- the giveaway was it was called the mini. Yeah. But we said, this, this is not mini. mini. It's huge. So <laughs> I'm actually like, let's, we're teasing it. Sorry. But like, Just check out the Patreon episode. But this sex toy brings it. It really does bring it, and I cannot wait because you got a sex toy, and honestly, I am doing a guest spot on Rachel's on toolbox. Rachel's toolbox. I am trying another toy that we received, and you will hear my review next. I week. feel like this is really exciting for me because I really am out there like putting my pussy on the front line. Yeah, and, and I'm not like, doing the work, and I'm very excited that you're gonna do a Rachel's toolbox review. Well, I'm just over here with the wettest pussy. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just have the juiciest pussy that it's like. Bro. Where do I even fit in? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is really exciting. We got some fun stuff coming down the pipes. We really do. And if you guys are in uh, New York, Chicago, or LA, check out Pleasure Chest. You can also follow them on Instagram. Yes. It's an amazing store. I love the Pleasure Chest. I can't wait for our reviews. Should we? Did we? Should we? We should. <gasps> 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Dykes and a Mic. My name is Rachel Scanlon. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And we love this podcast. We love each other and we love you guys. We really do. Thanks so much. That's our episode. No. Oh, I no. almost got him. I almost got him, didn't I? I think that they're probably still listening. Are you? Hi. You guys still here? They didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel and I, when we were on our way to the pleasure chest today, we were driving and bumping we're, Shania. We were bumping Shania. You're still the one. Yeah. We were bumping Shania. We also, you turned to me at one point, we we're at a red light and you earnestly said, do you think if I lose a little bit more weight and get jacked, if I can get booked as Carrot Top. <laughs> I was actually wondering, like, based on my body, like, how yeah. close am I to getting booked as Carrot Top? I think if you add a couple more props, that one of them being that dildo. Of course. If you add that to your repertoire of comedy. Yeah. And you start taking steroids. Which I will. I think you could have a full-blown Vegas show. That is the nicest thing anyone said to me. Because, the, obviously, the comedy chops are there. Yes. The hair. There. There. The body, so Very close. close. Very close. If I close. do some steroids, do yeah. some human growth hormone, yeah, and I just get shredded and draw on my eyebrows. I was going to say, draw on the eyebrows and maybe a little tape. Yeah. If you tape, tape back. Up, or just get Botox. Let's cut out the middleman. <laughs> yeah. Let's get something more permanent, a little bit more expensive. <laughs> and then I'm out there, and people are like, wow, I thought that Carrot Top stopped touring. And it's like, <laughs> no. guess what? He didn't. He's back. And it's me doing prop comedy yeah. as Carrot Top making money. Yeah. He's got the dream career. He does. All, I mean, his career is going out on stage every night, mm -hmm. which you love. Being a full-on psychopath with props. Exactly. Which I love. And just playing with toys all night. Yeah. But making the crowd go wild. I feel like it's going to be such a huge, like, boost in my career to be able to double as Carrot Top. I just mm -hmm. need to, like, get yoked. You need to bulk up a little more. I need to bulk up. I need more protein. Yeah. So stay tuned for that episode of Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I, obviously, in the room with us is that dildo and it's staring at me. I can't believe the amount of sex toys that are next to us while we record and we're just casually, like, we're both sexual women. Yeah. Like, we're also knowing that tonight <laughs> these are going to be inside of you. <laughs> and you know that that's yes. not many toys going in me. But this is such a weird, intimate friendship. It I've is. never had anything like this with anyone I'm not sleeping with before. The fact that we both have things on the ground that soon will be inside of us. Is crazy. Because it's late. We normally record earlier. Yeah. I'm like, it's becoming nighttime. And it's going to be within like the hour. Oh, it's and so weird. And we both touched each other's sex toys. Yes, we did. And I was like, oh, let me try this one. And that we're going to like review it with each other. Yeah. It's a relationship. This friendship <laughs> is not like, it's very unique in that I think lesbians talk a big game about having close female friendships. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, everyone's friends with their exes. But I don't think that this dynamic where we have actually never, never. had sex with each other, <laughs> yeah. we've never w really wanted to have sex no. with each other. There really was for me. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard it. There really was, obviously. I thought about it and I was like, you thought about it night one, yeah. meeting me, because you were drinking, yeah. and then you saw me the next day, and you're like, mm, no. Uh. <laughs> well, listen, it was a different time. I'll tell you what. I would have. And then I would have been like, for why? Yeah. We could just cut out the middleman and be friends. The middleman being us fucking once. <laughs> I don't think, though, that many lesbians actually have very close... Yeah. Friends that they have not fucked, and yeah. that we talk about sex... Constantly. ...so much... And you know, I mean, like, we are, we're also physically on top of each other. Constantly. Constantly. Yes. Like, we're always holding hands, slapping ass, like, fingers Sitting in each other's mouths. On each other. Yeah. Yeah. That type of friendship it's I have special. not seen. It's special. All right, let's get into it. Uh, this week was a big week with... <gasps> G -g 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 gay news, news news is it demi it's demi we gotta <gasps> we gotta talk about them sorry this is huge so demi came out as non-binary this yes, week. yes non-binary she is or should i say did she change her pronouns yes her preferred pronouns are they, they them did i say so their pronouns are they them yes pardon me for miss i think i said that wrong demi's pronouns are they them yes wow huge which is a big big step um they came out via video and that video has been all over the intranet. What I liked, though, is that Demi, when they came out as non-binary, they said, I 
am still having a hard time with my pronouns and I'm still misgendering myself. Wow. So they said, as long as people are trying and attempting to get my pronouns correct, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Oh, I love that. And I like that. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, not like you're going to be offended if somebody misspeaks mm-hmm. because it's hard knowing somebody for, you know, I'm sure. And all, in the public eye. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So th- people are going to do it. Yeah. Constantly. And you, they're like, hey, I'm trying and show me respect and you try as well. Exactly. That's great. So I loved that. I love Demi. This is very exciting. I feel like this is actually like monumentous yeah. when it goes to how big of a celebrity, how prevalent she is mm-hmm. at the peak of her career, like during her comeback. Yes. To at this point and then have the like bravery to come out. I mean, this exactly. is like for the queer community fucking huge. I mean, like huge, who else? Huge. Who is I mean, Sam Smith. Huge. Sam Smith yep. is another uh, non-binary yeah. person. Uh, in other gay news. And so am I. Are you? I'm still trying to figure it out. Okay. It's stressful. Did you see that on Instagram? They have, and a lot of people, a lot of cis people that I follow yeah. have been like, there's a new feature on Instagram that allows you to put your gender in. And if everyone's doing it, it destigmatizes people like non-binary people. Okay. And so I've seen a lot of pressure of people being like, Everyone should do it. Yeah. And it stresses me out as somebody who is like, I, I don't actually know. don't fucking. Yeah. Uh, and not that. And I think, you know, I'm understanding the sentiment. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who's feeling targeted by it, I'm like, yeah. oh, I actually do not know what I would put in that. And it's stressing me out. I think even putting yourself in a box at any point. Yeah. Even if it's a box that's letting you be free. Yeah. And be yourself. Can be stressful it's for some still people. stressful. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people out there are like, Hey, I, uh, I'm not I'm sure. Not, I'm figuring this out yeah. like, day, on a day by day basis. And I think especially coming out of the quarantine, out of this, the like tail end of the pandemic, yeah, a lot has changed for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I mean, me particularly, I'm like, I feel so a lot is, a lot of presentation of my like gender performance has mm-hmm. like changed so much from being in quarantine. Yeah. Then now that I'm like, okay, I'm like coming out in the world. And then I'm like, people are like, you better put your, like to support the trans and non-binary community. You better put your pronouns in your profile on Instagram. And I'm like, you're screaming at me. I don't feel like comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I have no idea. Yeah. You I'm should like, do it when you feel comfortable. Yes. Thank you. I'm Absolutely. like, take your time. Don't yell at me. And it's always, Cis people. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like that, at least on my timeline. But a lot of it too is they've known forever. They've never dealt with uh, the, I don't know. Right. And I'm not saying that people would look at me and necessarily know that like, for me, that it's like making me sweat, right? That I'm like, oh, my cheeks are getting fucking hot and my heart's racing thinking about wanting to show support in a way that is like half performative for assist people patting themselves on the back but some like no one's gonna know that i'm like oh that fucking stresses me out yeah but i feel like um it is just like one of these things that can be so simple for a an ally to show their support Mm -hmm. but sometimes for other people they're not ready for that like so i think we can all be there's there's ways to show your support and be a good ally without like making other people feel like, Oh fuck, help me. You know what I mean? Well, I bet they have no idea that they're making people feel this way. And maybe it's just me. Honestly, I should just speak for myself. I'm like, maybe I'm the only one out here who's like, that does feel like it's putting pressure on me to put myself in a box. And I don't want to fucking do that. That's all we can do is speak for ourselves though. But I'd love to speak for every (laughs) person in the world. Yeah, no, it's rough. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there the one group of people who want so much to be supportive in a way that like sometimes feels misplaced is um, straight cis people. (laughs) They, and they really love to micromanage how other people show support and it like for me is one of my largest pet peeves. Yeah. Well, they're overcompensating half the time. I'm very, a misguided straight person trying to show allyship and is actually like silencing and offending people is like so fucking woo. Yeah. That's all I want to say. In other gay news, 
Brooke Blurton is announced <laughs> as the Bachelorette's first bisexual star. And this is going to be the 2021 season and it's going to be history making. She's a contestant. Yes. And it's going to be the first mixed gender cast. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me the season that's coming out right now is she's one be of the, the first people in the openly house? bisexual bachelorette. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? She's the bachelorette. Yes. Wow. So the forthcoming series will see both men and women competing <gasps> for her affection. Holy shit. This is what we've been asking for. Yes. Mainstream this is gonna be enormous franchises of reality TV become like queering themselves. This is going to be what we review every week. We're going to be like bachelor fans now. I already am a bachelor friend. This is really fucking huge. And it's also way more realistic. Every time I watch the bachelor, I'm like, you're telling me all of these people are a hundred percent straight. Statistically, this is insane. Yeah. It's impossible. This is exciting. In other gay news, Sarah Ramirez is going to be joining the cast of sex in the city's revival. Oh yes. They're going to be in the episode. And just like that, so Sarah Ramirez, you might know from Grey's Anatomy, uh, and they're going to yes. be the first non-binary character, according to The Hollywood Reporter. This is hot. That's amazing. Fuck, I love that. I mean, a lot of people are wondering who's going to be playing Samantha Jones, mm-hmm. and if they're going to replace the character completely or have somebody play her. Yeah. They um, asked me to. I said no. I think you're too hot. Well, I know. Too hot. And too also young. too young. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm very, very excited for that for many reasons. That's so fucking fun. And that has been <gasps> good, 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 gay news, news. I've got a boomble foomble for you. Are oh, you ready? Hit me Bitch. with it. It's a rumble fumble. It's like a bumble fumble, but they met playing derby. Wait, for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. First off, like the dumbass that I am, I spent way too long trying to find your email. <laughs> and then I found it. Now here we go. Okay. Anyways, I love the Bumble Fumble section, and it's my favorite segment. So I didn't have a Bumble Fumble, but I do have a really bad date story to tell you. That is a Bumble Fumble. That's perfect. I met this girl. Let's call her Hail No. Seriously, Hail No? (laughs) Which was her derby name. So that should be my red flag number one. While we were skater tots, the PC and way cuter way that my league referred to fresh meat. Okay. I thought she was so cute, and we would flirt hardcore at practice. I thought you were going to say finger. You had the F right on the tip of your tongue. (laughs) One time she distracted me and I literally fell flat on my face because, well, I was wearing roller skates and that's why. (laughs) So we decided to go on a real date. It should have been easy. We meet here at this time on this day. But no, she kept going back and forth on whether we should carpool and who to pick up who and what time we should meet. And it was so Mm. hard to plan with her. Mm -mm. And I'm like a very good planner. So this should have been another red flag to me. That's bad. Finally, the plans are set. We're supposed to meet at this brewery to go on a tour. I will admit I have taken many a crush on a tour. It's so fun. (laughs) She tells me she's going to be a little late, and then she shows up 20 minutes late and doesn't even apologize. No. She walks right in and almost acted like it was my fault. Red flag number three. Actually, it's four, to be honest. Um, We go on the tour, and she completely changes her mood and gets all flirty and fun and cute again. So I'm happy. We're having a good time, and we have some time to kill before dinner, and she decides to go on a walk. I was thinking we'd water a bit and chat, but instead she yells at me for not knowing where I was going. Excuse me? And then she starts to walk with in on purpose ahead of me. What? I should have left right now. This is red flag number four. Then on our way to a board game cafe, she makes fun of me for liking a restaurant that makes really good vegan food. Wait, this person fucking sucks. I was giving her the benefit of the doubt and I'll... And thought maybe she was just nervous. Then when we tried to play some games, she proceeded to the make the most awkward, intense game ever. And she kept fighting me on the rules and correcting me on how I should play and how I was playing wrong. Uh, I should have left right there, but we are, we had dinner reservations. So I soldiered on, we go to dinner at one of my favorite restaurants and she rudely calls the waiter over by raising her arm up in the air and waving them over saying, Hey, you to tell them that there was something on her, on her plate. Wasn't right. At this point, huge red flag, and I have decided that I'm over this, but I can't quite leave in the middle of dinner, so I try to just pass some time. We end up talking about the Tignataro show somehow, because she's great, and we're wondering what the origin of her last name is, so I pulled out my phone to Google it. I find the answer, and I put it away. She gets so mad and reprimands me. She says, if you ever pull out your phone with me again, dot, 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 
Empty threat, but terrifying. Red flag number eight. So I finally, dinner's over, and she walks me to my car. I'm so ready to leave. She gives me a hug and nestles into my neck, which she did the first time we kissed a few days before. So I knew that she wanted to kiss, which was shocking to me because I thought the date was going so horribly. I did not want to kiss her, so I did. So I didn't. And she pulls away and abruptly, she pulls away abruptly and angrily. Uh, then, as she's walking away, she asks, "Did you know how to get home? Because if you don't, you could Google it, like a like poking fun at her for what googling something the before." Fuck. She said it in the most malicious and mean voice, and I was so stunned. Good riddance to her. Luckily, she dropped out of our league a few weeks later, and I didn't have her on the team after that emotionally abusive date. Sorry, not sorry. That was so long, but there were just so many details that I couldn't leave out. Thanks for reading. I think I think people, when you are on a date and you get red flag number two, You're and out. you have somebody who is being like, critical and mean to you on a first or second third fourth whatever right a couple first dates there is nothing wrong with you being like you know what i gotta go yeah there's no you don't even need like the whole like fake phone call like oh no my dog that's that's it for me yeah truly you don't have to put yourself through somebody being emotionally abusive and fucking rude to you just to be like well i we're here like waste the money Cancel the reservation. And also, they need to know. Leave in the middle of it. People are not going to put up with your shit. Right. I am appalled at this person's behavior. It's absolutely crazy. And that it's like, you guys had already... You, you met each that's other. That's where I'm like, that's what scares me, too. This is like... I could see this happening, and we've seen it on other Bumble Fumbles, yeah. where... You meet somebody on the app, you mm-hmm. have no rapport, you have no mutual friends, you have nothing in common, and sometimes they're hot, and you're like, you know, you're just going to roll the dice, yeah. and then guess what? They're a fucking asshole, yeah. and they're nagging you, mm-hmm. and their only way of communication is through being super fucking mean, yeah. and you're like, eh, I didn't know that, and you leave. This, you guys had common friends you've hung up before you've kissed before you're on the same rugby team you have this thing in common so then to be so like 360 like this person is so fucking cruel and then you're like oh hell that's why i'm like they get away with planning this longer date because it's like you already knew each other yeah because normally the advice that i always give is like you don't want to eat with somebody until you know that they deserve more than an hour of your time i always somebody drinks earns that right always do drinks so it's like, and the brewery tour, what a great date. The game's a great date. Dinner, yeah. that's a three-part date. We found out on part number one that this person's unacceptable. You get the fuck out of there. Being 20 minutes late is unacceptable. And if you are late, uh, you apologize. Yeah. And you let the person know you are running late. Ma- Did you know that Nazara was late to our second date? I was late to my first with Erica. What happened? I don't, I don't remember. But I remember being late and she remembers me being late. But it was like five minutes. Mm. But still, I texted her and like ran from my car to Hell the bar. Yeah. But then outside, I went, <gasps> caught my breath. Yeah, breathe, 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 bitch. Because you want to be like, I'm Walked in very chill. Yeah, you were like, pat, pat. Yeah. And I'm here, not dewy at all. But you cannot be late to a first date. That's unacceptable but then treating somebody like this this weird nagging Mm -hmm. if it wasn't nagging then that's just a bad person yeah that's a bad person who hasn't like dealt with their own type of traumas like that comes from you were bullied as a kid yeah and you're like this is how it works and it's not good you need to like figure that shit out before you go on a date with somebody yeah this is mentally abusive it's not good at all and i'm so sorry that that happened but also good riddance to that person absolutely the help that sending you love and light and gay light I'll tell you what. This is why Nazara was late, by the way. Yeah. First, and I, she knew, she knew. We had talked for so long because we were long distance. Yeah. And then our first date was amazing. And in Santa Barbara. So I was like, I know she can be on time. Yeah. Second date, she would have had to drive an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So I knew like two, like enough time, like two hours before the actual date. Yeah. She was like. My car was towed and I'm going to be late because I'm not, I can't leave right now. Oh, that's perfect though. I know, but I was still like, I have a rule. Yeah. And I was still an asshole when we first started dating. Oh boy. And I was like, I actually don't. And she's like, I know what you're going to say. Cause she already knew me pretty well. At the yeah. Time. She's like, I know you're going to say that you don't do late people on dates, but she's like, I literally have never been towed before. I will go pay whatever it is. And I'm going to be just 20 minutes late and you need to know that it's going to be okay. Damn. And I was like, she knows what I'm thinking. And she's telling me it's going to be okay. This is very actually kind of hot to me. And I have 20 more minutes to get ready. 
I love that we both have partners that really called us on our shit in the beginning. Yeah. And that is why they're still around. I know. I love her so much. I we were broken. All the time. <laughs> what was wrong with us? We were broken. <laughs> we were just talking. My girlfriend and I were talking about you and your girlfriend because yeah. we do all the time because we I love, love you guys. I love that. And we were like, I was like, Mackenzie found her person because Erica is exactly what she was looking for and she didn't realize it. Yeah. And Nazara was like, yeah, what the fuck was Mackenzie doing with those other people that weren't Erica? And I, I was don't like, know. She didn't know that she didn't need she was trying to find Erica I, and then she found her. Yes. I agree completely. Yeah. It's weird. I always knew that I was looking for her. Exactly. It's so weird thinking about it now. Yeah. Because then it makes the people that you were on dates with before seem so silly because it's yeah. like, Oh, she was just looking. She was, a, she would have done that until she found Erica. Yes. yes. And all of those people were not Erica. Yeah. And it's very weird. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but we have been at the same place over the course of three years, we've been at the same place multiple times. That's so crazy. Like I've been to one football game ever in San Diego. And that was the San Diego chargers versus the bears in 2017. She was at that game. That's and she sat in the same section as me. That's fucking crazy. We actually went back and looked at our tickets. We were in the same section. That's insane to be at. And she's like, I've only been to one football game down there either. Same football game. Crazy. We worked so many shows. We were in Vegas at the same show once. Like, we were at the same place so she many times. She was at a two-dike show. Yes. She was in the a- crowd before you guys had met. Yes. Yes. And she's like, I remember you at the bar. All this kind of stuff. It's so crazy. It's very weird. So we have orbited each other for years. Until it was the right time. Yes. Yeah. And if I had met her before or after, it wouldn't have been the right time. Fucking We've crazy. said that many times. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, Timing's everything. Timing is everything. Do you want to hear a queer of the week? Yeah, bring it. <laughs> Hi, Rachel and Mackenzie. First off, listening to your podcast for the last few months has truly brightened my world and given me lighthearted queer gossip we all deserve. Thank you for your service. Secondly, I'm writing to nominate my magical partner in life and adventure to Hall to be queer of the week. I love them very much. And also objectively, they are simply the coolest. Oh. They're pragmatic... I know what that means. Paramedic. Excuse me. I no. Keep Wait, going. I no. know what that means. They are a paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at me. All right. <laughs> no. Sorry. Let me take that back. They're a paramedic. <laughs> Do you think everyone knows how fucking stupid we are? Okay. <laughs> They are a paramedic, just graduated from nursing school, and are on track to be a midwife one day and beyond that. And to be a midwife one day. And beyond that, they are one of the most adventurous, organized, loving, and caring people I've ever met. Everything they touch is just almost immediately improved tenfold, and they can't help but work for justice and love and beauty everywhere they go. We are leaving tomorrow on an, on an adventure of our lives to hike the Pacific Crest Trail and road trip together for a whole six months. And I still can't believe how lucky I am. What truly inspired me to send you this was the bio they wrote for our shared Instagram, um, Two Dykes on a Hike. Here are some photos and keep up the good work. We truly love you. Oh, my Rue. God. Show me the pics. Harry, aren't they gorgeous? Oh, God. Also, I'm so jealous of the trip that you're about to be on. Congratulations and happy Queer of the Week to you, Happy Queer of the Week. That was really beautiful. I love all of our fucking queers out there. Did you see that picture I sent you? Which one? We did... Oh, you and I yeah. did a... Uh, for After Dark. Ask, was it for After Dark? It was. Oh, my God. Never so mind. So you'll have to update them then. Well, we did an After Dark where some I somebody had asked us what to do with this sex toy of an ex-lover who had passed. Yeah. And we were like kind of throwing some ideas around. And we were like, you should do a Viking burial. And she did it. She fucking did it. And she sent us pictures. And it was like well-engineered. It was a really beautiful engineered dildo... Viking burial. Yeah. It was boat. amazing. And then it like went up in flames. Yeah. And like RIP. It was fucking cool. So we'll be showing that on Patreon as I well. I love all the people that, I mean, Mackenzie and I mostly, we just talk about how cool our like listeners are. Yeah. We do text all the time and I'm like, um, that who person's is Bailey fucking dope. <laughs> also, who is Bailey Seashore? Um, we have a... Ask a dyke. We have an ask a dyke. Will you hit me with that? I will. <clears throat> so, a beautiful... Fe- <laughs> 
A beautiful femme just left my place. And yes, I am flexing, but I'm also pretty confused and could use some perspective. Okay. I am a formerly very femme-leaning person who's recently gone for the hair chop and started embracing a more gender-neutral aesthetic Uh, while not quite hitting butch territory. Okay. My previous dating and hooking up history has pretty much been exclusively with butch women or gender non-conforming people who lean more masculine. And I've thought that... And I've thought of this as my clear type pretty much since the time I came out. But recently... Uh Uh-oh. I started wanting to open my horizons. These femmes and beautiful and maybe I don't know what I like, so I wanted to give it a try. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm starting to realize I don't feel as turned on during sex with the femme I'm currently dating as I usually have in the past with more masculine queer partners. That's what all my partners have said. (laughs) They're like, this Mackenzie is a... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible we're just not a good match sexually, but it's definitely making me consider whether I'm pushing myself to want something I ultimately don't. Since you two both talked about being into femme women specifically, have we? I don't think specifically, actually. Maybe we have. Uh, I think also we... It's so interesting to think also we've grown so much since the beginning of this podcast yeah, where so I think like if stuff you're, we've said. you're looking at Erica mm-hmm. who has long hair but is in my mind like you can't it's hard to put her in a box of like she's more she's so athletic that I see yeah. Erica as like she's she can do it all. I don't know. I've in the past slept with more people who identify or are more femme presenting. Yes. If all the girlfriends you've had that I've known. If we're also just narrowing it down to physical presentation of like mm-hmm. femme or masculine, they've mostly presented as more feminine. Except that cop. And I fucked a lot of like, um, Jesus, <laughs> it's all been in me. Yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> Anyways, so how do you want to answer? Wait, this? wait. The question was, I was wondering, do you discover your type by dating all kinds of women, or have you always stuck to the same aesthetic type? Have you ever felt confused about which part of the lesbian dating world is your audience? Help. Yeah, I have definitely gone back and forth between different like types, mm-hmm. but ultimately, their appearance doesn't isn't what turns me on. Right. So that is what I found out later on in life. I think more of when I was younger, I was looking at a type of woman Mm -hmm. and now it's all about to me, the personality and like soul of the person. Yes. Which I think is like Mackenzie and I have you, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough Mm -hmm. and you go back far enough, you're going to basically hear two people in their early twenties navigating like, dating in LA yeah in growing now into like more like 30 year old people who have we're settled not 30 down with like, we're not 30 we're by the time this airs we're gonna be damn near knocking down the door of 30 <laughs> saying bitch let me out <laughs> <laughs> but like you know it's it is different now but like I mm-hmm. think uh I think it comes with yeah maturity and well, like we're fine. also like, you know, we're more attracted to like, we've found our partners yeah. who are like, um, w- like when I think about, oh, what is Nazara my type or whatever? I'm like really thinking about who like her spirit is and how yes. we fit so well as like two beings. That's how I am. And yeah. so for me, it's like, is she, ma- I'm like, is she mask or femme? It's like, well, she's more femme. Like she wears dresses, she has long hair, but I'm mm-hmm. like, that doesn't really encapsulate what I'm getting from this relationship with her. So it is just like, um, you know, this question is like, for me, how I was also, when I was younger, I was attracted to like, what, I mean, my type was like almost any woman. I was really, really attracted to like all types of women Mm -hmm. because of like, uh, for me, I was so excited to be out of the closet. That, and I also, like, I know, like, a lot of people are like, what's your type? What's your type? I'm into this. I'm into that. I'm into, like, big asses, brunettes, like, black women, dark hair, short, tall. And I truly am attracted to almost every single person that I see. Yeah. Something in there that I'm like, that works for me. Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, I've always had a very wide type. Mm-hmm. But I think as you also, like, 
grow up and meet more people, you'll start to see that like your type will either zero in on like, this is like a type of woman that I'm like really into person, non-binary person. Or you're going to realize that it's like, it doesn't matter what they look like. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I feel like what we grew into realizing is it does not matter what's on the outside. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, I literally just want someone who is kind, funny Mm -hmm. and wants me. Yeah. And like gives effort. I think effort is one of the sexiest things. Absolutely. So I also like, I think when I was in college too, I was more like, I have always seen myself as more, I was as a more like masculine person. Mm -hmm. So I then was like, so that means that I must be Be with with a feminine because I had a lot of like trying to figure out my identity through the eyes of a straight, the well, straight world. That was also the eighties, you know, like that yeah, was a long time ago. Long, so, long, long time ago. It was so different. So back different then. back then. But I also just like, I didn't have any queer friends and I thought yeah. that the only way to like move through the world was to like, basically have my queer relationship mirror as closely as possible to a heteronormative straight relationship. Yeah. Which it doesn't and at all. No, God, no. But all that stuff I had to like, basically learn through like, get it like you know therapy and like finding somebody and like also realizing that my gender identity is like so not needing to be the match of like what the straight world is exactly and like this person said they cut off all their hair or they they cut they have a shorter haircut now Mm -hmm. and you can look like the person you're dating you don't have to be like i'm the mask masculine one you're the feminine one you know like it can be you are what you eat and it, yes. you know, like you can be dating a more yeah. butch woman. It is also like, I think it, this is such an interesting question because like, I think, and also the person writing was like, so we, it is very possible that this femme person and I just don't have as much sexual chemistry. Yeah. And I think that that is like a right instinct where it's like, oh, you know, I don't have as much sexual chemistry with this but it could just be the person. It could just be this person. Yeah. And I also like, I feel like when I was younger too, I was definitely going through a phases where I was like, huh, I wonder like, what am I more into? What do I like more? And I like would definitely be, sometimes you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to like this cop (laughs) or whatever. But I think like, it is fun to be curious about. But that's the fun part of dating is like the fun part of your, you can try it all twenties is going around and sleeping with people and having those experiences and figuring out who you are. Exactly. And I think that that's what we've done over the course of this podcast. If if you hear from episode one to now, you're literally listening to us figure out who the hell we are. Literally. You're going to hear somebody be like, Oh, I guess I'm, I think maybe I'm only into this type and you're gonna hear us bumble fumble our way through yeah. until we find like our current partners it's fascinating to it like is. think about it is actually it really is um but i would say yeah try and you know dip and taste yes see whatever you like try them all who cares like we're fucking do whatever you want i love that great advice my advice is literally have sex with it's everyone not- yeah i think that's the greatest advice yeah D- and Save sex. Also, don't close yourself off and don't be like, oh, because I'm masculine, then I, sh- I can't be attracted to other or like, I don't want to be with another butch person because I'm yep. butch. Definitely like open your mind and be the whole to thing. everyone. Of, the best thing about being a queer person is that you do not have to subscribe to the fucking playbook that mm-hmm. like literally traumatizes and stifles all genuine like affection affection love (laughs) creativity like all of the stuff you don't have to do any of that that's the best part so it's like let your mind be free Mm -hmm. to the shackles of heteronormativity and just go fuck everyone i love that i love saying shackles i really feel like i'm you were on a soapbox that like did you hear me did i like like gloria steinem was i glowing yes it was big was that hot Huge. Yeah. Are you turned on right now? Tell I'm the truth. Always turned on. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh oh. They don't call her Juicy McGee for nothing. <laughs> um, this week, our movie was actually a TV show. We reviewed Hacks. Uh, it came out. It's on HBO Max. It came out just this month. And it ah! stars our friend Hannah. Yeah. Our friend is uh, the lead. The lead. Yeah. Gene we- Smart's build first, but. Uh, but we, it's Hannah. It's Hannah. I mean, no. Di- 
obviously no disrespect to the queen herself. Yeah, Jean Smart is a fucking idol. She's an icon, a living legend. Um, so this show is now, I think by the time it comes out, there's four episodes out? Five? Four episodes are going to be out. Because we got to watch them ahead of time? We did. We got screeners from uh, Hannah. Yeah, we did. That was so fun. So we had uh, a little watch party, which was so fun, mm-hmm. because she gave us some behind-the-scenes... Insight. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, sitting down and getting to watch it with the star of the show was a very fun experience for me. I would say the peak of my life. My life. God, I fucking love Hannah. Hannah is a definite friend of the pod. We've booked her all over the road with us. We would take her everywhere. And uh, she's funny as fuck. She is funny as all hell. And she is living the dream in the sense that when booked in an acting role, Mm -hmm. getting to play a comedian... She's playing somebody very similar to herself in that she's hilarious. The character Ava is so funny. Mm-hmm. Is a writer. A writer, a bisexual comedian. Oh, and a queer, yeah. Is she a stand-up in it? She's not a stand-up. She's like a comedy writer, I okay, think. Okay, yeah. But is so, I mean, living the dream and like we are obviously so proud of our girl. Yes. And that it is like crazy to review. But people in our DMs have been requesting we review hacks. And here Little we are. Do they know. <laughs> Little do they we know. We got the hack in our fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> the hack herself is, yeah, a friend of the pod. So let's jump into it. We've got our lead, Ava. Yeah. Played by Hannah Einbinder. Mm-hmm. LA's own. <laughs> LA's finest. And, um... In the pilot episode, it is established very quickly on that Hannah, sorry, Ava, <laughs> is queer. Yes. And you can tell they, by her outfits. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if they said, don't you let us think that, don't let us forget <laughs> in right. wardrobe alone that this bitch is queer. <laughs> And I love that. Yes. Hacks explores a dark mentorship that forms between Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comedian, and an entitled outcast 25-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the the entitled outcast is obviously Hannah. Hannah, a.k.a. Ava. Uh, Yeah, playing with Deborah Vance is the character's name. And so we get her queerness comes out pretty early on in the show, in the pilot. We have her looking at her phone, seeing pictures of her with her ex-girlfriend kissing. Mm -hmm. So without any dialogue, it's established. Wow. We have kind of Ava longing for her ex, who is a a woman. Yeah. And then later on through that, I think, uh, she's like lonely. Yeah. And so she fucks her postmates who is a male. Yes. And so very quickly Mm -hmm. we have now a queer person who has this relationship with this ex Mm -hmm. and doesn't seem to be quite over it and is like sleeping with men. Yeah. All of that is said with zero dialogue, which I I fucking loved. Mm -hmm. And it's not a coming out. Do you know what I mean? This is just information about the character told through watching it happen. And she's a fun character. She is a, she's a fun bummer. Yeah. I fucking love Ava, but Ava's got, I mean, Hannah's so freakishly likable. Yeah. But she's got a lot to learn. She has a lot to learn. Yeah, she's 25, has never really... She started off as like a Twitter, uh, an internet comedian and mm-hmm. was quickly hired as a writer. Yeah. So there hasn't been like that scrappiness yeah. that Deborah Vance had to do her entire career. Oh, which show is, gives me chills. It's so good. And, and Jean Smart, when she does her speech about like, you don't know what fighting is. Right. You've never had to fight for it. And you fight for your whole life just to continue to have a career. Yeah. And it's... And it never relents. Exactly. And the dichotomy of these two characters is so beautiful. And it's... Oh, God. Well, and if I may jump... So I'm going to try to focus on Ava's queerness for the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. But just very quickly, this show within the first... We've seen five episodes now. Mm -hmm. Is like, as a comedian, watching this show... Super gratifying. Yeah. To see like how this Deborah Vance character is shown the difference between like, we have a Twitter writer who gets not like lucky, but you know, pops really quickly as a 25 year old woman. And then falls from grace. And is, you know, canceled on Twitter for a stupid joke. And we have a comedian who is a, she's like the Celine Dion of comedians. Yeah. She's probably, I would, I think of her as a, um, 
book? Joan Rivers. Yes. Yeah. I think of her as like a, a Joan Rivers type. Mm-hmm. All, you know, pioneer of comedy. Yeah. Who was out there when you would just be openly hate crimed mm-hmm. <laughs> at work. Yeah. And has like built this like legacy, mm-hmm. TV, you know, whatever, all this stuff. And is now has a residency in, in Vegas. And we see through our, our lead, Ava, looking down on it. Yeah, being like, oh, oh, it's not like fresh. It's not. Right. You're so like out of hack. touch. You yeah. know, exactly. And this show, I think, like beautifully encapsulates this. The, it shows so much has changed from like, where are we now as like mm-hmm. wi- women comedians? Yeah. Right. Where are we? Queer women comedians. Yeah. We're fucking. We're, we're on Twitter. We're really changing the script or pushing the boundaries and then seeing, but it's also done so well because we see the good and the bad that Deborah Devance is out of touch yeah. and they can both learn from each other. Right. So this is how good television is made. Right. And I'm like feeling so attached to like learning from both of these characters mm-hmm. and identifying with both, both of these characters as a queer person, as a comedian, as an old bitch, as an old geriatric dental bitch. <laughs> I just think it's like, it's so well done and it's very funny, of course, but it's also like, I'm like weeping in every it's, episode. Is it because we know Hannah so well? Like, no, why am I just like it's heartfelt. weeping? It is. There are some dark scenes that you really find out the the pain that Deborah Vance's character had to go through to get to where she is. I can't handle it. And she it. doesn't deal with the these emotions that she has and her past and her ex-husband the sister, all that, and also her daughter, who is selling photos of her. You know, like oh, there's, there's a I'm lot crying of crying throughout yeah, this whole show. There's a lot of dark storylines, and it, it is the way that they have these two characters from the jump hate each other, and then slowly they're learning from each other and getting closer and closer. It's a beautiful story. It is super good. It's heartfelt. It's super yeah. good, and I, I mean, obviously I'm trying to put aside like my beaming pride for Hannah yeah, because she's also a fucking amazing actor. She's incredible. No one told me. Yeah. Why didn't she tell us that she was an amazing actor? It, she, it came out of nowhere. It came out of fuck. I'm like, Jesus, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. She's out here cracking jokes on stage and fucking like San Jose. San Cal- Jose. <laughs> and she's sitting on this talent. I mean, we always knew, but yeah, she is like so good in this role and she brings a lot of depth to this role mm-hmm. that is like so fucking fun to watch. But these are what the the best shows have the perfect balance of comedy, mm-hmm. which there is a ton of when comedy. They're in back this. and forthing, like yeah. roasting each other. So we're LOL good. We're LOL. The lemony but, snicket. So the, her lines are incredible. Hysterical. But then at the end of the show, you're always going to get these heartfelt moments or these tear jerkers. Yeah. And that's, I think what makes this show so good. We also get to see as from the like queer point of view, we very much get to see a woman who is like established. Yeah. And has fought tooth and nail for everything that she has mm-hmm. and is holding on to this residency, looking at this young entitled entitled, you know, writer yeah. being like, Why do you dress like this? Are like what are you like are you, just say you're gay or whatever? And Hannah's Ava's response, I thought was perfect. It is such a uh it's a too much information mm-hmm. response. But it is the most I feel like this is how queer people feel when old people ask us about our sexuality, our sexuality. Yeah. Which is like, Oh, you want to like, know you want to ask about something my sex that life. you have no business asking. You're yeah. my employer. Yeah. If you want to know, let's fucking play yeah. bitch. Yeah. And the response was beautiful. I mean, she's going into like, well, I was raised on porn. So because of that, I like enjoy, I like can come from penetration from a man, but also I really only get like emotional, these deep emotional yeah. connections from dating women. So if you really want to know, I'm none of the above. Yeah. And I thought that it was so perfectly done mm-hmm. and written, but also on top of that, that is like, it's coming out of a queer actor's mouth. Exactly. And that's important. It is very important. And it felt like fucking real. Yeah. I love the show and I love her in it. And I think that this is probably one of my favorite things that we've reviewed. In a while. In a while, if not the top whole. Top three. Yeah. Easily top three. Yes. Bisexual, miseducation of Cameron Post, hacks. Yeah. One, two, three. And I have to say. Hacks is the funniest. Well, obviously. By far. By far but. 
HBO Max is bisexual. Yes. Well, the Max is the, the Ma- identifier. And also the coloring. The the HBO Max's coloring is purple, blue, it's pink. I mean, it's bisexual. Pink. It's bisexual. And on top of that, yeah. everything on that platform is getting gayer by the second. And it my is. uncle will be the first one to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. Hacks is amazing. And I do have a feeling because we asked. No, we can't say that. What? I do have a feeling that this show is going to unfold more queerness as we move forward. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that having this queer character once again passes the rule, right? This is no tragedy that she's coming out. We yeah. have a character who is already open, having relationships with women. This show is about a comedian. Exactly. Being a comedian. Yeah. And this comedian also has depth and is queer and has a lot of other shit going on. This is exactly how I want like queerness done. What is your favorite scene in the show? So far? Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, two three. three. The Whenever sex Hannah scene. has her clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Her body refuses to quit. She's incredible. That ass? That Hannah, peach? Hannah looks amazing in this show. Hannah's an un and it's An not angel. even about that, but Hannah's a but fucking while we're here. But while we're fucking here, <laughs> Hannah's a, a slam piece. Yeah. And we also fully recorded an episode with Hannah three year, years ago <laughs> and never fucking aired it. We, that's true. <laughs> that is true. We should have her back on. We, all right, we'll ask her. I love, I think this show is like a, in a high quality show. It is. And I think that it's done really well and I'm really excited to keep watching it. And I'm just really proud that this is where we can be at, which is queer people doing queer stuff. We've been asking for more queer content. Mm-hmm more funny queer content mm-hmm. that's not coming out stories and we're getting it. And we're getting it. And it's really good. And yeah. I think the show is like phenomenal. And I just like, I'm smiling ear to ear talking about it because I'm just, it's so like proud of Hannah. Yeah. And I think that this show is great. And if you're not watching it, you better start watching it. Yeah. How many gloves do you give it? Five. I agree. There's nothing that I would change about it. I think it is actually phenomenal. I think it's really, really good. And I'm really excited to see Hannah in her bra again. I know. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. We'll be watching this week. Next week, we're going to be watching Mitchell versus the Machine. It's on Netflix. It was recommended to us. I cannot wait. I do think it's animated, which I fucking love. Is Hannah in that too? If she's not, I'm not watching it. I'm only watching shows from now on with Hannah. I agree. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. Nice, bitch. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon Worldwide Dykes for Life Hey! Two Dykes, two Dykes, two Dykes One mic, one mic